This is Twenties Inspired. I am on a mission to design my twenties around happiness and purpose through learnings from personal experiences, <laughs> books, podcasts, articles, and talks. I hope to inspire you to live a more happy and fulfilling life, according to you. Welcome back to 20s Inspired. I am so glad you are with us today. I need to apologize for my voice because it's a bit croaky today. I have a bit of a sore throat. Um, Could be COVID, you know, who knows at this point. But yes, so it's a little bit croaky, but we are getting through the episode because I don't think it's going to go away for the next couple of days. So today's episode is a little bit different to what I have done so far. Usually I do episodes based on one topic, but today we are covering quite a few. This is eight learnings in my 20s so far. Learnings, life lessons, things that I have realized. So let's get into it. Number one, and this one is super, super personal to me, is that nothing matters more than your health. Until I lost my health, I never truly recognized and valued the importance of being healthy. I had a weird definition for health. For me, health was looking good and eating really clean and just that really fitspo lifestyle and that's actually not my definition of health now. Health is everything, health is well-being, it's your mind, it's your body, that is health to me now. So I have had chronic pain for the last year and a half, maybe it's coming up to two years now actually. I was diagnosed with IBS, with endometriosis, um, there was a lot going on and, and parasites. There was a lot of different diagnoses that I have had over the last year and a half, but we've now narrowed it down to IBS, um, which is irritable bowel syndrome. And it completely turned my life around in the past year. It came out of nowhere and I had a perfectly healthy gut beforehand. So this was a bit of a shock to me. I had never really had any issues with eating certain foods. Um, I could go and eat anything I wanted. And then suddenly now I have all of these gut symptoms um, that I'm really working through. And at one point, which was about six months ago when I was living in Brisbane, my IBS got so bad that it really affected my ability to just live my life. I realized that I never truly valued being healthy. I never valued what my body could do for me. Waking up and physically being able to go for a run, to be able to go to the gym, to be able to go to plans that I've made a month in advance. You know, when it got so bad, I wasn't able to run. Um, There were times where I wasn't really able to walk that far, which is crazy that it can have such an impact on you. But I cancelled so many plans with my friends. Um, I had so many nights in 
And I still do just because I need to, you know, get back on track and I need to prioritize healing. But yeah, until I lost my ability to just properly live my life the way I want to, I never truly realized how important your health is and how much you really should prioritize it before it becomes such an issue that you need to work through. When I was in the thick of my health issues, I read the most inspiring book, which will always be one of my favorite reads. And this was The Girl Who Fell From The Sky by Emma Carey. I absolutely love this girl. I love her message. I love everything she is about. And her book is just incredible. If you haven't heard of Emma's story before, I highly, highly recommend you get your hands on her book or her audio book or even just follow her on social media. She genuinely changed my perspective on my health (laughs) and on my life at the time. She quite literally fell from the sky and it was a skydiving accident and her parachute didn't open and was paralyzed from the waist down and she was only 20 years old but she lived and it was a miracle that she lived and everyone was calling her the miracle child and she just talked about how this event completely changed her perspective on her entire life. She went from having a negative mindset in her words to having the most beautiful, positive mindset on her entire life. And she just became so grateful for everything that she did have, for everything that she could do. And there's this one quote that she has that really, really stuck with me. And it was, if I can, I will. So she is a runner and she was talking about how much she just missed running and how much she just wanted her body to be able to perform as it used to. And she said to herself, if I'm ever able to run, I will. And now she's walking. It's absolutely incredible. When I came across this book, when I was in the depth of it and I couldn't go running and I couldn't go to the gym... I'm a lot better now. I go to Muay Thai all the time and I go running. So we are fully, we are coming out of it. But when I was in that stage, when I couldn't, this really stuck with me. And I thought if I can, I will. And I was just so grateful for everything that I did have at the time, which was really hard to get there. But we (laughs) did have that realization. So yes, nothing matters more than your health. Prioritize your health as much as you can. That was probably my biggest lesson, to be honest. Number two, not everyone will like you. Do not change your vibe for anyone else. There have been many times in my life so far where I have dulled my light or changed my personality slightly to almost fit the room. Look, I think it's very important to be able to read the room and to be able to go, okay, this is probably not appropriate right now or this is not the energy of the room. That's quite important. So it's not that. It's more adjusting who you are to fit who you're with. So you're not actually being yourself. You're playing down who you are so that you fit in with everyone else. I have a loud personality, I would say. Um, My colleagues in my last job in an office would say (laughs) 
Um, I laugh a lot and it's not really a pleasant laugh to the ears. But there have been many times where I have dulled my personality around certain people to fit in. So I've almost hit a part of myself so that I'm more accepted in that group. And I don't do this anymore. This comes down to being who you are in every circumstance that you are in. I have been in situations where some, with some people it's really cool to be negative and cool to not have that much energy or positivity for life. And I'm a very happy, positive person. And I really found that I was playing that down when I was around those sorts of people um, because I would stand out too much. I would be a bit too positive, too happy. And I realized that, no, I don't need to play that side of myself down. That's a good thing. And I learned to really value my qualities and say, you know what? They're probably just not my people. They're not the people that I'm meant to be around. So I'm not going to change myself to fit in with them because I shouldn't fit in with them. You're not going to fit in with everyone. And if people don't like a side of you or if people don't like your energy, then it's just not your people. It's as simple as that. I heard this quote that, when you really show up as who you are and you stop molding yourself to the people that you're with that day or that month, some people may drop off. Yes, people may drop off, but the people that you will attract will be so much more your vibe. You will actually be allowed to develop a circle of your people who are specifically your vibe because that's what you're giving off. So if you dull your light around certain people, then you're going to attract people with the energy that you're giving off. And you don't want those people in your life. (laughs) You want to be your authentic self. And then the people that are meant for you will be like, wow, I love that person's energy or I love what they're about. And they're the kind of people you'll be making connections with. So the sooner you start just being yourself, you will meet more people that like what you're about and you'll have a similar group of people. I have this distinct memory of being in Amsterdam with a friend I had met when I was out traveling and I was cracking up. I was laughing so loud in public because we were just having such a good time and I apologized for it. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That was such a loud laugh. And he was like, never apologize for that. Never apologize for that. It's a weird memory, but it's really stuck with me. So that was lesson number two. Do not change your vibe for anyone else because the sooner you start being yourself, the more like-minded people you will meet and attract into your life. Number three, the voice in your head will either be the reason you get there or the reason you don't. I love this one. We are never truly alone. We are having a constant ongoing conversation with someone at all times, and that is ourselves. I have definitely learned that our happiness and success in life can be greatly influenced by how we approach ourselves, whether or not we believe in ourselves, believe in our worth, and value ourselves. We will either be our biggest supporters or the reason why we did not make that dream come true the reason why we didn't ask for that person's number, the reason why we didn't go for that promotion. 
I truly believe that the conversations we are having with ourselves will determine the trajectory of our lives. It will determine whether or not we choose to trace our dreams and choose to live a life that we love or whether we choose to stay somewhere that we're comfortable because we're afraid of taking that leap and we don't truly believe that we'll get there. The belief that we have in ourselves and our ability to make things happen will be a massive contributor to how our dreams will actually play out. I used to be a massive overthinker and would analyze every single situation and would think that people are mad at me and my voice in my head just wasn't my biggest advocate many times in my life. But when I moved out of home, I left my hometown, I moved to a new city on my own. I had to start my life from scratch. I had to start again with literally nothing. I knew no one in this new city. And that was the best thing for my confidence and my belief in myself. Even traveling solo has given me a lot of belief in myself. And for that reason, I would recommend this to any and everyone. Solo traveling can do so much for you. And it can just prove to yourself that you are capable, that you can get yourself from A to B, that you can have that conversation with that person, that you can create things that you want to happen in your life. And it's all down to you. One of the huge reasons I truly believe that I have been able to launch my podcast and believe in my dreams like I do is down to the conversations that I've had with myself in my head. And I truly believe that I gained this from solo traveling, from putting myself in those crazy positions and building that confidence in myself and building that voice in my head that goes, yeah, no, you can do that. I've seen you do that. Okay, number four, we have start before you are ready. There is a famous quote by Reid Hoffman, who was the founder of LinkedIn. And he said that if you are not embarrassed by the first version of your product, you launched too late. I absolutely love this because even I, I've only had what? This is my eighth eighth episode. I look back on my first one and I'm embarrassed about it (laughs) already, already embarrassed about it. Launching the podcast was the hardest part of my journey so far. I actually launched way before I was ready to. I had watched a lot of videos about launching a podcast before I launched and everyone recommended to have at least eight to 10 episodes in the tank be really prepared, be good to go, have all your editing sorted, know what you are doing before you launched. And I tried this and I had maybe four episodes, but how could I know what I'm doing until I get feedback? So I realized this and I was like, if I wait until I have 10 episodes in my tank, I'll be going forever. I launched with one episode and maybe that's not the best strategy but from that one episode I got a bunch of feedback from my friends from my family I then launched the next episode and I think I did a little bit better on that next episode and then the next one and the next one so I really take every episode as a way to look at what I did that I liked look at what I did that I didn't like and then try to improve that on the next one 
So for me, having everything prepared and having everything ready to go and to have it squeaky clean wasn't the best way for me to learn. And I realized that as I was doing it, I was like, my product isn't going out to people. So how can I know if it works or not? So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to scrap that. I just know that in my head, I need to get the first one out and that will get the ball rolling for me. Otherwise, I'll be on this perfection grind for God knows how long. (laughs) You know, I could be doing that for ages to get my editing perfect. I'll never be perfect. So I need to just get my product out and then go from there and build upon it from there. We can often dwell and wait for perfection before we launch or before we start something new. But the thing is, we'll only really develop our craft once we get this valuable feedback and once we actually get it going. I was having a chat with Nathan from Uncle Nathan Co. So that's his own business. He has his own podcast. It's amazing. We were talking about how it's so easy to look at people who have made it in your field or who look like they are smashing it and compare yourself to them. But we've only seen them once they have been successful. We didn't know these people or we didn't follow them when they only had 100 followers. We didn't see them at that stage. We only see them once they are super successful. We don't see the amount of hours that they have gone into their product. This can relate to anything that you are hoping to start. No one is born successful in their field or in their craft. They say it takes 1,000 hours for mastery of a skill. 1,000 hours. So you can't expect yourself to be amazing or to have the perfect product when you start. I highly recommend starting before you are ready and just getting into it, learning on the job because the feedback that you will get as you go is the most valuable part. To be able to launch your product and take constructive criticism and adjust it from there, that I believe creates success. So take that first step, no matter how small it is, and build upon there, build your momentum from there. Number five, don't let the fear of others' opinions stop you from living the life you are meant to live. So imagine if judgment didn't exist, if the world, your friends, your family, the people in your environment were all on board with your dreams. Imagine what you would do, what you would be capable of, what kind of life you would live. Why aren't you working towards that life now? I had this realization a couple of months ago that I was limiting myself due to the fear of other people's opinions. And then I thought, imagine, imagine if those people knew that they were in the way of me pursuing my goals. Imagine if you knew that you were in the way of someone else pursuing their goals. Isn't that a crazy concept? I have been a victim of caring too much about other people's opinions which has prevented me from starting things in the past. Even now, I am still very new to putting out content and I often delete posts that I originally thought was good. I'd put it out and then I would be afraid of what other people think about it. So then I'd delete them. 
And now I have a system where if I get into that mood, I think, am I deleting this post because I am not proud of the content? I don't think it's valuable and I don't think it's good quality. Or am I deleting this post because I'm afraid of what other people think about it? So I've now put that system in place to wake myself up and go, no, I'm proud of this piece of work. I am not going to subscribe to other people's opinions on it. What I've actually found really interesting in my journey so far is that I have made friends and reconnected with old friends through being open and through starting my podcast and sharing content. I'm connecting with like-minded people and actually engaging in conversations that I'm really, really interested in because people now know that that's something that I like. So they initiate those conversations with me and I've had friends call me and tell me things that we wouldn't have had those conversations beforehand if I didn't start sharing my goals and passions. And it's really nice. Even my best friends now are opening up to me a lot more, which is we always had that open relationship. But yeah, it's just really interesting to see that once you get over the fear of other people's opinions and you start sharing things that are right for you, or it's not even about sharing things on social media or starting anything like that. It's just genuinely talking about the things that you love to talk about and being your true self, you'll actually meet really like-minded people and other people will start to open up to you as well. And that's what's happened to me. So, and I've only been in this for couple of weeks seven weeks now so yeah I encourage you to stop being afraid of what other people's opinions are and take the first step in going about achieving your dreams if you are not already so number six this one's a little bit deep people are in our lives for either a reason a season or a lifetime this is something that I have really come to accept As humans, we are actually more impacted by the pain of things leaving our lives than we are by the excitement of new things entering our lives. This is scientifically proven, which is really interesting. We would rather keep something that's already in our lives than go for the new thing. I think that this makes letting go of relationships and friendships really challenging. It also makes leaving something that's comfortable for something that's unknown also really challenging but I've come to realize that meeting lots of different people and having different people in your life is a gift others can teach us a lot about the world and about ourselves some people are there for the lifetime they deserve your energy and your time and others are there for a part of the journey and that is so okay and expected I was reading a book by a former monk, Jay Shetty, titled On Purpose, and he talks about how not being attached to people, places, or things is really freeing. And it's a really interesting concept. So to love people when they're here, but to be okay with leaving them when you need to, or if you need to. Sometimes we need to leave people for our own happiness, and that is expected. To not get caught up with what was, but to look forward to what could be. So yes, not everyone is there for the lifetime. People are sometimes there for a reason, to teach us something. 
or they are sometimes just there for a season in our lives to relate to us. So number seven is consistency translates into most areas of our lives. Now, this is a recent one that I have really, really taken on board. (laughs) I am a shiny object hunter, which means that when something new and shiny comes along, I jump for it. I get really excited. I love new opportunities. I love change, probably a bit too much. (laughs) And I love meeting new people. So when something comes along, I, yeah, I go for it and I jump ship which I have noticed upon reflection in my life that I do this a lot. Now, a quote that really, really struck a chord with me from Stephen Bartlett, who has his own book, Happy Sexy Millionaire, highly recommend. A quote from him is, don't drop the apple reaching for the pie. I love this. So he talks about how he has watched multiple businesses fail from people getting excited and ahead of themselves about new business opportunities and they let their main idea drop. They drop either the quality or attention to detail in their main pursuit by reaching for that new shiny object, that new opportunity that's come along, something that's knocking on their door. He puts a lot of his success down to the fact that he really focuses and stays consistent with his main pursuits. So he has had many business opportunities knock on his door and he's just really thought to himself, what do I want to achieve? What am I looking to achieve? Instead of just jumping for every single new opportunity, being really focused and staying consistent with quality in his initial or main pursuit in his purpose and I find that really really interesting and this really struck me because I am very much an opportunity hopper. It's tricky because I do think saying being a yes man and saying yes to new opportunities is really important but I don't think it's worth it if it's going to sacrifice what you're originally going for or what your main pursuit is. I think if you're going to drop the quality of what you're originally going for For this new thing, it's not necessarily worth it. So my goal is to stay really consistent in the podcasting scene and podcasting marketing, so on social media, and to at least have this as my goal for the next foreseeable couple of years. I have many goals within this space and I have many dreams and it's like I want them all to just come true now and I want to be working on all of them at once. But in doing that, I know that I will sacrifice the quality of the content I'm producing, the quality of my show, the quality of my podcast episodes by doing other things at once. So when I originally launched, I was like, oh, maybe I'll make a blog. Maybe I'll start a website. Maybe I'll do this with it. Maybe I'll do that. And once I had read this book and heard this quote, I went, I need to focus on my product that I am most passionate about that I want to get across and for me that's podcasting so there's I have dreams of traveling and doing videos traveling and all of that and that will come into play but I really do need to stay consistent and stay focused on my main goal which I think is the key message of what he's trying to say and I really love that so I'm going to repeat that don't drop the apple 
reaching for the pie. I love it. (laughs) Consistency also translates into many areas of our lives in health and fitness, relationships, career goals, consistently showing up for your goals on good days, on bad days, will make slow progress but over time will have a significant impact on your life. So going to the gym one morning or going to the gym today, I'm not going to see progress this afternoon. But if I do that consistently five days a week, I'm going to see so much progress in six months. So repetition of this action over time is what creates success. Putting one podcast episode out or putting 10 podcast episodes out won't do much for me, but staying consistent and posting one every week for two years, I believe will do something. So it's so easy to get wrapped up in not seeing any success immediately or after two weeks or after two months in any area of your life in the gym, in a new project, in a career sense, but it's the consistency that really creates something much bigger. This can translate into relationships. If you're looking to build a meaningful relationship, being consistent with that person, showing up for them, keeping your promises will make you a reliable and trustworthy person for them. So it really does translate into many areas of our lives which is something that I have recently really realized. Now, number eight, this is the final one. This is community and your support system is a huge part of your happiness and health. Now, this is also a recent one for me. I never truly realized the importance of community and support systems until COVID happened, really. Until we were made to isolate from community, from our friends, and we were limited to interactions in person with only the people in our household. And I love the people in our household, but this had a massive impact on all of us, I think. And I only really clocked it that community is so, so important and having strong relationships and friendships is so important when this happened. When I moved out of my hometown as well and I had to start from scratch, I actually realized how valuable my strong relationships were at home in Sydney and how long it actually takes to build those relationships and friendships. Because once I moved out, I was like, okay, everyone I meet here is new and it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. I met a lot of people and I love a lot of people there now. But it did take time to build those relationships and friendships. And that was something that I sort of knew, but I didn't really put weight on. So a scientific study that I've spoken about before, but I absolutely love it. It's recently come out and it's all about what makes people happy. This is the longest serving human scientific study to ever be published, which is really exciting. The study is called the Harvard Study of Adult Development, if anyone is interested in looking it up, and it follows the lives of 300 men throughout their entire adult lives, and they found that the happiest and healthiest men who are still alive today with great lives were the ones who had strong, meaningful relationships and good connections to community which is really interesting. So this was the number one cause of happiness. This 
is a massive discovery because fame, money, fortune, all of that didn't even make the list. It was all about relationships and connections to community. And that really solidified my belief of having strong friendships and having a strong support system. It's really impactful on our whole health, on our happiness and on our lives. So that brings us to the end of the episode today. I hope you got something out of one of these lessons, these learnings. It was a bit of a different episode for me today. We covered quite a few topics. So I would love, love, love to hear your feedback on it. Um, Which ones do you like more? I would also love to hear your stories. I love hearing from you guys. It would mean a whole massive deal to me if you could please subscribe if you're on apple podcasts or follow if you're on spotify and leave a five star rating please (laughs) it makes a massive difference in my podcasting world and i'm hoping to get some really interesting guests on so those ratings do make a massive difference thanks guys i will chat to you next week have a fabulous day bye